Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you're joining us wherever you may be listening. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host, and I'm happy to be joined today by Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. Greenville Campus Pastor Reggie Smith. What's up, Craig? And ladies and gentlemen, Communications Director Kelly Zook. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So glad you guys are here today. Happy to be here. Mm, No one said anything. No, it is. It's so good to be here. And hey, by the way, if you're listening, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And we are in this series of messages called The Chosen based on the TV series, The Chosen, and it's been an amazing series. And this past Sunday, Brian, you took us to John chapter 3, Yes, that infamous passage, uh, famous passage, and you talked about you must be born again. Yeah, it was um, an amazing time, actually. It was. Um, I can't remember hearing that type of message in a long time or being able to actually share i think i asked everybody that question do you consider yourself a christian or born again because when we hear that you know i don't know if i shared this i think i did the first service but the what i think of born again i think about the guy the street preacher on the corner yeah with the bible and a really nice suit (laughs) Because when I happened to me, I went to a concert at Memorial Auditorium. Remember that, Reggie? Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy was literally yelling at me yeah. and telling me I was going to hell. Mm. And I'm going to a Christian concert, and I'm like, uh, you're wrong. I'm not. <laughs> and but I, Well, I hope I wasn't, but he was very passionate. I'll give him that, and very urgent. Yeah, several several months ago, there was a guy in the uh, Walmart parking lot in Easley with a megaphone, really screaming at people about Jesus. It was extremely effective. Yeah, no, so it is, was not effective at all. <laughs> so, what is that? What does that do to you when you hear that? I mean, I, I, I it's frustrating for me because I f- I feel like they're doing more harm than good. I hate to say yeah. that, but I I feel like it's it's more harmful to the kingdom than it is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the stereotype when people when I when I said that word born again, you can almost see the room go, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like it's it's such a sad thing because it's exactly what Jesus said. And I think it's been watered down, I guess, to a point that we don't want to admit or say it. Mhm. And I go back to just, you know, Brenda's dad used to always do that, ask that question right. at, at dinner. I'm really, I'm not kidding y'all. We were so embarrassed. Every, every dinner, we went out somewhere. On vacation, we're sitting at a table, and he'd look at that waitress or waiter, and or, if you know, if you die today where you're going, heaven or hell, <laughs> and we'd all just bow our heads and hide our faces. <laughs> But, um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I understand the urgency Yeah, and the fact that it is a good question. It is. And I, I, this is the sad part for me, is that these are literally Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have shied away from them because of that 
if I could use this term, street preacher element. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's, I think that's sad that we've stayed away from the term born again. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the church has steered away from it a lot. Mm-hmm. Being doing this for a while, I, I don't think we mean to. I think we're afraid of it sometimes. We're kind of afraid. Uh, Reggie, that's your phone causing that. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was our campus pastor, Reggie, causing technical problems. I um, was looking up scripture, okay? Okay, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Ex- excellent. See, That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is working on his salvation. For for those of us that are a little older than than Kelly, I think I think part of the celebrity Easy. Christian movement heard it too because I remember yeah. back in the eighties, like every, a celebrity would come out and say, "I'm a born again Christian," and everybody yeah. would be like, "Are you though?" You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't think that helped. What does either. that mean? Yeah. yeah. We're going to get into what it means yeah, yeah. in a second. Let's talk about this guy, Nicodemus, though. And mm. it's so good how the writers and the producers of The Chosen depicted the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. And Nicodemus is a Pharisee, mm-hmm. a religious position, right, Brian? Yeah. And a member of the Sanhedrin. So he's kind of he's a religious leader and he's a politician. Yeah. One of 71 Sanhedrins. That that basically ruled the county, you know, um, oversaw oversaw all the trials and different votes. I guess they did that. They they voted yeah. on laws and mm-hmm. made sure everybody kept the laws. And what was that Sunday, Shabbat? Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. That you didn't work on that day. And yeah, um, mm-hmm. I I personally learned this about him. Because, you know, we hear Pharisees and we think they're really bad people. You know, you know, he was really the only one in the Bible out of 6,000 that actually believed in God or believed in Jesus, I should yeah. say. They all believed in God. But it made, it made me think about him in a different way doing this, mm-hmm. preaching on this, that he was actually no, not much different than most of us. You know, that he... Yes, he was dedicated probably more than most people to his faith. But he wasn't a bad person. He was a good person that wanted to give his life to God and do something good. But he was still missing it. You know, I think that we, again, in our Christian culture, we've we've taken this term, this idea of a Pharisee, and and we use it against people that we Mm -hmm. feel are self-righteous or super spiritual or maybe who we think are so my dad used to say they're so heavenly minded they're no earthly good yeah <laughs> and and that, you know and we'll we'll attach that term to them mm-hmm. and i and i think then we, we begin to think very poorly of the pharisees that we see in scripture like yeah. nicodemus um and man these guys would have memorized the torah yeah they, the, so, the first five books yeah. of the old testament they helped me to kind of. I heard somebody say they're like spiritual rock stars. They that's what the Pharisees were. They were like our famous YouTube pastor, or mm-hmm. yeah, you know the the guy that we see all the time that we respect and we look up to. Um, that's the way they were seen in those days. Someone yeah, I love that analogy that you gave us. That I guess we would call them celebrity pastors nowadays. Yeah. Um, so they they kind of had that that vibe going for him in their in their culture. And yeah. so you assumed that he knew everything. 
that he knew what to do, when to do it, what was right, you know. Well, if you see him in The Chosen, when they ask him to come and help the lady who was having a hard time, had demons mm-hmm. and all those things going on, because he was the guy that, that they believed could do all that. Yeah. He was her only hope. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I think they even refer to him in, in, in the episode, in one of the episodes of The Chosen, they refer to him as the teacher of teachers, mm-hmm. which is is kind of amazing. So even the other Pharisees were mm-hmm. looking up to this guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, like we would an Andy Stanley or a Rick Warren or mm-hmm. like just seemed to be on a different level than the rest of us, you know? Well, and Jesus even called him the teacher mm-hmm. of yeah. the people. The, the, he was the teacher. Mm-hmm. That was the way he was seen. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I think I said this Sunday. It was it's amazing that he God gave him the secret for all mankind. That is amazing. The, yeah, the one Pharisee. God told him why I'm here. This is why I'm here. I want you to know this. And I thought that was it. It was cool. such a big deal that he had to come. And meet with Jesus kind of undercover. The John writes that he came to see Jesus at night, mm-hmm. which for us, that's probably not like a big deal. Like, we'll meet somebody up at Starbucks at night. Mm-hmm. But for them, like, they were kind of sun up to sundown people. Like, their their culture was like their day was sun up to sundown, and then you went home. And, and so he kind of comes to see Jesus undercover. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people speculate that, he didn't want to be seen or he was embarrassed or that's my phone I'm maybe, sorry. maybe fearful well did he? i think i believe that he was he didn't want to associate himself with something that may not be true didn't quintus you know? ask him to go see him and say let me know when you do at least in that episode yeah in the episode he did yeah he does and so he's he's secretly going hmm. i never i didn't catch that I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, what if it was that – because he clearly knew something was up because of Mary being healed and saying – and he had already said, like, she's past human aid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it had to be something greater. So I think he already thought that Jesus was the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah, and then well, in, in the episode, then he, he, he sees Jesus here heal the paralyzed man. Mm-hmm. And then he's right. like, "Oh, I for sure have to go find out what this is all about yes. now." Yeah, and then he sees Mary. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I think he. A lot of people ask me, "Do you think he accepted Christ?" And I believe he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. Because he so. he said, "I believe, mm-hmm. you know, you are who you say you are." Yeah, you know, and that's a big step for him. You know, I I, I wondered. He didn't follow him, though, after that. Mm-hmm. And I wondered what that would have been like for him if he had. Mm-hmm. If you think about what would what would have happened to Nicodemus if he had have said, okay, I'm going to give it all up and I'm going to go with you. And, yeah, I mean, from, mm-hmm. a, from a cultural uh, understanding, like his life is over. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I kind of love that in the episode they – they portray his wife in a way as like, don't mess this up for us. Yeah. Like we have this great life, right. yeah. And you know, don't mess this up for us. Yeah. He it would have cost him a lot. And and I think most Bible scholars believe that he did follow Jesus from afar. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, you know, it's a it's a big deal to give up your whole life, I guess. Especially, I mean, you're probably going to be killed for it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I, I would love to know what happened to Nicodemus. Yeah. I don't know a way to find that out, but it'd well, be it'd be inter- interesting to know where where his life went. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we see him, right, is at at Jesus' burial. I think he's yes. he's there um, helping with the burial, and then that's I think that's the last yeah. we hear about him. Yeah. But uh, I it helped me. I love the way the chosen actually helps you see people for for who they really are in a lot of ways, you know, because we, I was my kids, we were watching it, my girls, and you assume they understand the relationship of Jesus and the disciples and but as we're watching it I've noticed they kept wanting to watch it mm-hmm. and but their perspective started to change mm-hmm. wow that's kind of cool that Jesus made a joke yeah yeah. you know that he's hanging out with the children and mm-hmm. and the one scene I don't think it was this Sunday but I think it was the Sunday before where the, the kids started quoting the scripture mm-hmm. yeah and you can see in Jesus' face how how overwhelmed he was by hearing children, mm-hmm. you know, do and, that and quoting it with them. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was I so special that, was cool. that that I saw that in my kids that they were like, Jesus is more than just a religious thing. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship, and I think that's what the chosen has done. Yeah, for me and a lot of people. And that's what I love about this series. I think people have never seen Nicodemus in the light they saw this week. Right. Yes. This Pharisee broke down and God showing him his love. I mean, it was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean. they, yeah. The writers and producers have done such a great job of just tying little pieces of the Old Testament mm-hmm. in, into, the, into the script, too, which is the only scripture that they had at that time. And you know, you I love that what you're talking about the scene with the kids because I just kind of and this this could get super deep and I don't want it to to get too deep, but like it was Jesus like literally saying, "I am the Word, <laughs> I am yeah. the Word of God," and they're speaking right. That's the way I, I saw the that. Word back yeah. to me, you know. And and then they show him emotional, like, yeah. "Yes, these kids are going to get it. They're going to be in the kingdom." Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and his passion—you can just see the love. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's an actor, but yeah. yeah, but you can just see that the love that God has for us in that moment. Mm-hmm. This is the way I feel about you. Yeah, it yes. makes everything very you know? tangible and very real. Yeah, yeah, and I love I love the disciples and like what you said, like seeing them come to life. And I mean, and you know, we watched Matthew. And, yes, that's a good one. And I know that he he's depicted maybe they might have added a little bit to him. Sure, for sure, yeah. But, I mean, just it was funny watching the disciples look at him when Jesus was like, hey, come follow me. And they're like, what? Why are you calling him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy? That guy that just tried to mess us up? Yeah. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Reg, Reggie and I get to to talk about Matthew on Sunday and unpack him and in the way that the 
and we don't want to give too much away, but the way that the producers portray him mm -hmm. uh, is so different. I mean, so different than I ever would have imagined Matthew. Mm -hmm. Like, I always thought of him as this, like, rude, obnoxious, brazen dude that just, like, just didn't care about anything or anybody or... And they just they just show him in a completely different way, and and even the way they portray Peter is so different than I would have ever imagined. Yeah, but it is believable that Peter could have been a brawler for sure. You know, yeah, that does make yeah. sense. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's like, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to make this thing happen. I'm going to cut cut the guy's ear off. Yeah, he was impulsive. Yeah. When mm -hmm. I th when I see the chosen though, it, may, it makes me want to study even more, or it makes yeah. me want to watch the next one, or watch the next one, and you know. I don't know about you guys, but I think we've talked about it a little bit. When you watch the episode, it's like, or even from Sunday's message, I'm I'm sitting out there tearing up again from the stuff that, that we saw then. And every time I watch it, I go, man, it just makes it what you said tangible, mm -hmm. that this just gives us a little glimpse of what it could have been like. We can all imagine, mm -hmm. we can all read God's Word, but l look at that in life. Just like when I went to Israel and you, you step off the the boat of the Sea of Galilee, and you go into that town and see the town Jesus. It, yeah. it gives you here's a here's oh it did happen here. Mm -hmm. This yeah. stuff did happen here. So then when you see the chosen, and then you see Matthew, and then Jesus is calling him, you know, follow me, man. That's just oh man, you just put yourself in Matthew's mm -hmm. shoes. I mean, you just fall even you, you just see Matthew and go, man, he's he's like he's like one of us. Yeah, yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, I like I, you, man, like me. <laughs> I love I love Brian hearing you talk about how your daughters are receiving it and perceiving mm -hmm. it, and mm -hmm. I think in your life group too, Kelly, mm -hmm. younger people, like I'm interested in how it's hitting, yeah. you know, with younger people. Yeah, uh, well, we actually met last night, and we had an awesome group, and um, most of the couples we have like a it's kind of like a marriage and family group, and most of the couples are in their mid mid to late twenties, early thirties. And um, we had one person that um, really is newer to the faith and is still questioning a lot of things and trying to figure things out. And they really didn't grow up in church. And um, they were just like, I've been waiting for something like this. Like, I've been waiting for this. And everyone is, you know, we finished watching one of the episodes and it was just everyone was just really hyped up about it. And um, one of the things that, that this particular person said was, like he, he looked at our group and said, you know, I look at you guys and you probably grew up in church and you, you know, you, you know that you follow Jesus and they're happy all the time. And I want to be like that. Like they've, they've got it. And I'm not, I, I'm not really good enough to do that. And it was such a cool moment to be like, whoa. Well, first of all, when he said that, all of our group was like, no, <laughs> no, we're not. no, 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 let me tell you how bad I am. Um, but to be able to say, like, look at, look at Jesus's disciples, that they literally walked with him and still, still made mistakes, still doubted. And I think that's, it's just such a great, it, this is, this series is such a great teaching tool especially for people that are still trying to figure things out. Right. Um, but even like me, who I've, I've been a follower for since I was seven. I mean, thir 23. Ooh, 23 years. I was going to say 13. <laughs> uh -oh. Math. Um, but like 
I'm still figuring things out yeah. and seeing things from a different perspective. And and honestly, that's that's why I love life groups and I love doing the chosen in the life groups is really breaking it down and and just seeing how people see things differently and seeing how mm-hmm. this this guy's perspective was just was very different and yeah. being able to speak into into each other is really awesome. So that's awesome. So Brian, you honed in on this phrase on Sunday. Uh, you must be born again. What is what does it mean to be born again, and what it, what does it mean in our context today? We got two more hours uh, <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, it when you hear it, we I think as Christians, we think we know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, we accept Jesus into our lives. Okay, and Jesus said, you know, you must be born of water and of spirit, which we're born. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. For me, what I'm learning, having had that experience when I was seven or eight, prayed that mm-hmm. prayer, and I, I've... I've Analyze and examining my life, not trying to assume mm-hmm. that I I know that you know because Paul says examine your life, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's something that people need to know. Um, and that's what hit me in this message was um, that just because I'm doing the right things doesn't mean I have a relationship with God. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Nicodemus was proof of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was way better than most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. um, And for me, so I I thought about that, and and this was a very heavy thing to preach, and that I felt the burden of getting this right because what can happen if I'm and and we talked about this, Reggie, it's a very dangerous thing in some ways to go too far, right, and cause a lot of doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, and not go far enough, and people think they got it when they don't. Right, and so I, that for me, I just take Jesus at His word. That's the best way. Yeah, Jesus said, "But you must be born again. You must be born of spirit." That's a change. It's a heart change. That is when God comes into your life and changes you radically, changes you. And so my point Sunday was: look at your life. If you've accepted God, if you've prayed that prayer, yes, that's great. But if the life is not changed, then maybe you need to think about whether that prayer was, I guess, of God or sincere, or mm-hmm. was it just something to you know to say, "I got it. I don't need anything else." Yeah. And I don't think it works that way. I think it. Mm-hmm. It's it's when God comes into your life, when the Holy Spirit enters into your heart, it's a radical change in your life. That's right. You have a conviction you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. You li- and I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. That's not what I'm saying. You're going to do things and sin, and and but you're going to actually have a conviction about it when you do. Right. And I think people misunderstand, and I think that's something that's hard to talk about because it's real easy just to say a prayer and say I got it. But it comes back to the relationship, mm-hmm. yes, and not the rules. It's a relationship. It's a it's a loving father who who wants us to realize how much he loves us. 
and wants us to follow him, as he said over and over to those disciples, follow me. Mm-hmm. And so it's a daily giving up of myself. It's a daily uh, whatever he mm-hmm. wants is what I want. I want him, like me and my wife prayed this morning, we want you in every part of our lives. We want you to have every yeah. – and help us to love you like we're supposed to and help us to love people like we're supposed to. But it's a relationship, and God, thank you that you're with us and we're not alone in this, and you'll help us every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of something. I said, when you become saved or a Christian, it's not up to you to change you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's up to God to change you. Right. The only responsibility we have is to give him control of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're giving him control, then God's going to do the changing. I think we got it backwards a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not changing because we're trying to – but we we need to just – give God our lives, complete control. Yes. Like you said, Reg, in everything in your life. Uh, and I think that's why people, they do get confused the fact that they're not going to church but once a year. <laughs> and they're and they're thinking, well, I'm saved. Well, you might want to think about that. Because if it's not a valuable thing in your life, if it's not something happening, if you're not radically living, I'm not saying you got to be the next Billy Graham, but it should be a conscious thing in your life that you have God a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're when you're born of that spirit, mm-hmm. you move beyond just having you know a conscience mm-hmm. to where the spirit right. convicts you, guides you, leads you, and makes yeah. those changes in you. Mm-hmm. And I th- I thought Sunday, Brian, you did a great job. And and man, we're celebrating because we believe at least ten people were yeah. born again on Sunday yeah. and uh, met Jesus mm. fresh awesome. and new. Yes, yeah, um, but so I th- awesome. I thought you did a great job of balancing it for people who have been following Jesus for a while. I, I think that they they had to take some inventory, mm-hmm. yeah, and really think about their experience with God. But yet, you didn't preach us all back into hell. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's a personal thing. You have to really look at your heart and your life, and, and it's okay to examine that. Mm-hmm. I think by thinking that, you understand it. Yeah. If you're examining, then you understand you need God. Honestly, that's you know? that's the conversation. One of the conversations we had last night with our group is if we're when you start to reexamine your your decisions and your choices, mm-hmm. and I think it's like I kind of feel like, and maybe you guys can speak into this, but I think sometimes when you say it's a radical change, that we think like night and day you're going to be totally mm-hmm. different right. the next day, and. Like some, I've, I've seen people where that's absolutely the case, but like yeah. for me, it's been, I I remember getting saved, I remember getting baptized, but I was also seven, yeah. and I yeah. didn't understand life, and and still trying to understand life. But so for me, I used to I used to feel like, oh, maybe I really didn't get saved, or I don't really have much of a testimony, or mm-hmm. all these things. But it's it's that. God has just been with me this this whole time, and it's just been this long journey. Yeah, and it's it's the conscious things of asking the Holy Spirit to guide you, and so I think it's, in my opinion, I guess it's it's not necessarily always this this quick. No, I, I think for most of us, it's not. Yeah, no, it's a process. It's a growing. It yeah. is, and that's, that's what, okay. That's what Rick it Warren. Is. Yes, y'all remember Rick Warren used to in the one hundred and one class so you, you know salvation is a one-time deal but that 
that growing in Christ is a process. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. daily giving up of ourselves. It's a mm-hmm. daily taking right. up our cross and following Him. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's uh, I think it's Luke nine twenty three. That's that verse, and that's that's one that I think about a lot. Is yeah, it's not. It, it is a conscious daily effort. That, so. At seven, Kelly didn't have a lot of bad habits and hang-ups yet, right? <laughs> Not quite. Not, my my yeah. parents might say otherwise, but no, I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't as bad as I was going to be. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people that have been following Jesus for a long time will will say something similar to what you said, Kelly. Is that like I don't really have this testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. It's just different. Your testimony right. is that by God's grace, you didn't have to experience some things. Yeah, you know. But I always I, I am amazed at that person that you see meet Jesus who maybe is forty five yeah. and does have the habits and hang ups and it's just it's like almost instant for them that their mm-hmm. their lifestyle changes. But it's different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those that, you know, alcoholic change overnight mm-hmm. and be done with it. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that's amazing. Um, but then it takes some of us Yeah growing a little bit at a time yeah mm-hmm. but for me my heart understands my sin right i know yes. and i'm and i'm not okay with it yes right. for me that's a conscious spirit telling me you know yeah and i think that's part of that conviction that comes with knowing god yeah if you don't have that you might want to yeah. Nail it down. That's why I said Sunday. If, if you have doubts, it's okay to nail this down and just put a date on it. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Today, make it happen. You know, just go ahead and start today. That's okay. Um, it's a great point, Brian, that there there should be some evidence yeah. that you've been born of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think – I remember, though, being such a bad kid <laughs> – but it was after I was saved. <laughs> uh, supposedly, I was saved at seven. I said a prayer. Mm-hmm. You had a couple partners in and crime, though, that may have. Well, I had brothers. That <laughs> yes, they're going to make it heaven, I think. But, um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but I can remember being such a bad kid, and then something changed. Yeah, something happened, and I can't put a date on it. I just know my whole demeanor. Maybe it's growing up a little bit. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I like people, and I wanted to help people, and I didn't want to beat them up anymore. And it, mm-hmm. it was a change. Mm-hmm. And then awesome. I, I remember 17, 18, I was reading Bibles to the football team and trying to – Yeah. You know, and then I lost my way a little bit after that. But Yeah. But I, I feel like that's where I look back, and I know God was with me mm-hmm. and preparing me for – 20 years of ministry. Yeah, for where you are now, for sure. But, you know, I see you got this verse on here. Yes. Matthew 7, 13. I don't know if that's where you're going. But no, you're this, this is what really um, stuck out to me, that many will not find Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it just saddens me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really was hard for me to see that. But that's what Jesus said. Yeah. And that's why I felt so urgent. You know the urgency of telling people you need to think about what you're doing here today. You well, know it's important to have those moments though, because it's not following Jesus is not all rainbows and butterflies. There's very real consequences yeah. and very real 
end-of-life destinations. Yeah. So I think those are the those are the things that we have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Nicodemus shows a great ratio there, like six thousand to one. Yeah. Yeah. Many did not follow Jesus. That's, and, and they were sitting in the church. They were giving their money. They were working. You know, the next verse goes on to say, "Many will cast out demons in my name. Many will heal mm-hmm. in my name. Yet I never knew you." Wow. I'm like, oh Lord, that's that's just crazy to me. They were keeping all the rules. They were you keep, could they were, yeah. you could do that and yet not know God. They were doing the rituals, and, and I felt like I was speaking Sunday. I could see the evidence of the many mm-hmm. that thought they had it mm-hmm. and still think they have it. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it, it really, it was really hard for me to hear that and see that. Hey, and I think that's the burden Jesus, you see his yes. urgency too, is like, right. you need to get this. Yeah. Some some folks may not know that verse, Brian. Um can you can you read that whole verse there? Thirteen fourteen? Yeah. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. I don't have my glasses on. And there are many who go in by it. And I we talked about the word many. We had everybody mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. Sunday, which I thought was fun. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Um, when I when I read that before, mm-hmm. even after being a Christian, like that few, there are few. Yeah, there are few. How many's in that few? You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man. It just it just puts a stamp on the urgency of church and mission that we have. Mm-hmm. That we can't just be lazy and just do church yeah we have to let people know so he said follow me mm-hmm. so, so I would go the question that I asked myself was am I following him if I were to stand before a, mm-hmm. a judge and stand before a jury and they were going to say can we prosecute this guy is he, is he, is he a Christian is he, is he a Jesus follower Mm-hmm. Could they say that about us? I think that's what we need to say. Would, would we have enough evidence? I think we did a skit like that a long time mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Have enough yeah. evidence to 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 say right. he's guilty of being a Jesus follower, or she yeah. or she's guilty of being a Jesus follower. Right. Yeah, and I think I th- I think there's a distinct criteria that we're given later in the New Testament. We call them the fruit of the spirit. That's what I was thinking about too. Yeah, yeah. You'll be known by your fruit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, ooh, and my favorite, self-control. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was wondering if she's going to leave that one out. Uh, no, I, I, it's, I think it's, there's a reason it's at the end. Because there's like, and the last one's a yeah, doozy. It's the hard one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Brian, I love that um, the entire message centered around John 3.16, uh, which is the most well-known verse in our Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... For me, this is kind of something I've seen a lot my whole life because I've been in church my whole life. Mm-hmm. But you took the word "world" out, and you yeah. had us put our name mm-hmm. in John three sixteen. And I think for some people in the room, as I, as I was in the room and 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 kind of paying attention to what was going on and watching people, 
Like that's when it really got real for him. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that too. Uh, it was kind of amazing to watch. It was almost like, oh, this is about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about that guy over here. It's about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's personal. It's about that's me. Right. <laughs> and I think even for me on stage saying my name, mm-hmm. it's powerful. You know, and we. I think I even said this. We see that everywhere. John three sixteen on hats and tattoos and on posters underneath goalposts. It's almost like God is yes. always everywhere. He's trying to show you this is the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the way. This is the way. This is the narrow gate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I love, I love that you kept going, and you did verse seventeen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it's easy for people to leave out verse seventeen, and I think it's a really good one. That's one of my favorites too, because this is where people live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this is mm-hmm. why they think they can't be right. For God did born not again. send His Son into the world to mm-hmm. condemn it, but to save it through like, Him. Like your friend at group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, then I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, you are because you were born of water, so you're human. Yeah. So Jesus yeah. died for you. Yeah, you know, and he died for the ones that chose not to follow him mm-hmm. and still choose not to. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's an accuser, there's a condemner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's people in our lives that do that, but but that's I think that's the devil's primary job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that that accusing us and and making us feel condemned. Right. I think is is his prior. If he can get us there, like he can, uh, he can get us to where we're ineffective in our walk. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to remember that the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn, he corrects. That's right. And he he guides and he empowers and boldens and mm-hmm. all the things that, you know, in our group we kind of talked about last night, that he is the helper. But when we feel condemnation and mm. guilt yeah. and that kind of stuff, like that's not, that's not from God. No. You know, like we were talking at lunch today. And Jesus was on the cross, and he had one guy mocking him, one guy making fun of him, one guy saying, "Well, if you're if you're the Son of God, why don't you just come down?" You know, and he could have, yeah, but he was thinking of us. Said, mm-hmm. "I'm here for them. They're the joy that was before me." Remember, that's right. And then the other guy says, "Hey, hey, you will you remember me when you come into your kingdom?" Mm-hmm. And then Jesus looks at him and says, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." So I go, "Man, that's that's like." Thank you, Jesus. Some get it really early. Some get it really late. I wouldn't, if I were you, wait till you're on your deathbed because yeah. you never know how that scenario is going to go. Yeah. But you're gonna don't don't miss out on life and the abundant yeah. life that God has for us. That's why He did what He did for us, so we could follow Him and have the abundant life, not only in heaven but now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, Reggie. Brian, you said we could go on for hours we could. in this conversation, and we we certainly could. Uh, but any any. Last few thoughts before uh, we head out for this episode. I'd no. say he loves okay. you. Whoever's listening today, yeah. he mm-hmm. loves you. And no matter how bad you think you've done too much, you've you've missed the mark. You know what? God, God is still calling. His goodness is still running after you. Mm-hmm. He, he's not finished with you. And I, I love tell, telling people and helping them understand they have purpose. So I want you to listen. You have purpose. God created you with his fingerprints all over you, and you are made in his image. Yeah, whoever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, 
if you can get a hold of a Bible or the Bible app or just Google John 3:16 and 17 and just read it and just put your name in every place that it says world and uh, and make it personal. Uh, you, you can be born again today. You can meet Jesus today. I'm going to end with the, um, the hard question. Yeah. If you're listening, and I want you to ask yourself this question like we did Sunday. If you died today, do you know where you would be? Where you end up in heaven or hell? Honestly ask yourself that question. Be very honest with yourself. And if you do not know, it's an easy solution to nail it down today and That's accept right. Christ in your life. You can do that today while listening to this program, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, there's no time no. to waste. No. Man, we, we love Jesus in the Scripture, and uh, we're loving the Chosen. And we are so thankful that you guys joined us on the podcast today. Again, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we would love to hear from you. Send your question or comment to info at marathonchurch.org, and we will talk to you next time. 